Hello, fellow weavers. Welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. Today, I want to talk about creative rhythm. I want to talk about responsibility. And I want to talk about how we honor our creative rhythm rather than attempt to control it. So I've been learning a lot with rhythm this month, just as a general understanding of my personal rhythms, the cycles that I move through as a being, as a human, as a me. And in that process, I've come to understand how little control I have (laughs) when I'm actually surrendered into allowing for my wholeness to be in response to reality, in response with all that I'm engaging with, when I actually allow that to be what leads me, I notice that I have no control over the timeline of my experience. I do not have the illusion of control that I once thought I did. I have, of course, throughout time, and space, and my history of being attempted to plan out, map out, schedule. I am a Virgo, after all. I have cultivated all kinds of routines and rituals that support me in tending to my reality, but tending my reality and controlling it are two different things. And that's what rhythm is teaching me. Rhythm is teaching me that my presence is what matters in any given moment. And that presence isn't about manipulating what's occurring. That presence is about trusting that my resources and my choices are my responsibility. And I have what I need to respond in integrity in any given moment. Doesn't mean I do that perfectly. It doesn't mean I do that without being a messy, complex person. It just means that I now understand on a deeper level that I know way less than I thought I did and that I do not control all the ingredients that make up this reality. All I have is my choice, how I choose my way. Rhythm in my visual of it, what I see in my head, is this dance. I see it as an infinity symbol, a reciprocity. I see it as a receptive state. I see it as a generative state. And I see it as an integrative state where the generative and the receptive meet. And as I move through that shape of reality, as I move through that dance within my own self, I am moving with my rhythm. And I cannot predict the time frame that I will be in any phase on this limniscate of reciprocity. What I can do is learn the language of my embodiment and learn my rhythm. Meaning I can learn the signals that help me understand where I am within my rhythm, where I am within this dance 
of generative, receptive, and integrative states of being. And while I'm learning that, I can listen with how to tend to those spaces that I'm in and allow for the brevity or the longevity of each of those states of being to exist. What do I mean by that? Inspiration is an invitation. When we feel a spark, when we feel a trigger, when we feel a, an exciting click of perspective, when we feel a shift, when we feel a revealing, when we feel any level of activation in our environment with all that we are engaging with, this can happen in nature when you're on a walk. This can happen in a conversation with your partner. This can happen when you are cultivating something for your work in the world. This can happen when you tap in and tune into your gifts on a deeper level, when you're listening to somebody else share something, when you're reading somebody's expression, when you're researching something you're curious about. When your curiosity is piqued, when your inspiration is sparked, when you have an activation or even a trigger that opens something inside of you that doesn't feel awesome. (laughs) When any of these things happen, there's an invitation occurring. There's an invitation for you to embrace what you're learning presently as a teacher and follow that pathway of transformation. Transformation can be really explosive and expansive, and it can be little incremental integrative moments. And I want to talk more about those little incremental integrative moments that I am noticing are most prevalent within our rhythm, specifically around creativity. So we can look at rhythm on a grand scale when we see the rhythms of the earth, when we see the rhythms of our personal reality, when we see the rhythms of a day or a month or our personal cycles or our relationship dynamics. There's rhythms in every direction. And the more we learn the language of our own embodiment, and what I mean by that is listening with our emotions as translators of information, listening with the sensations of our body as an interface with our reality, listening with the instinctual knowings that we carry, listening with the feedback we receive when we engage with others and the world around us. When we learn the languages of embodiment, we can begin to decipher more clearly without pathologizing, right? Without creating a story, we can listen and learn with what's occurring through us. We can better understand what it is that we need in any given moment by listening with the languages of embodiment. And this helps us learn our rhythm by giving us signals about where we are in our personal rhythmic dance. And with that, with the deeper layers of learning, we learn how to tend to those phases. We learn how to tend to those moments, however long they need to last. And we learn how not to get so swept in the attachment of any aspect 
of those dancing moments and rather understand that it is, um, there is a spiral that's occurring and we are moving through it. So we can trust that there will be a next layer of the spiral. We will not be limited in this specific experience forever and ever and ever and ever. There will be another layer. There will be another moment, however long each moment needs to last. So that's rhythm on a grander scale, but tapping in and tuning into creativity as the part of the rhythm, the creative rhythm. What I've begun to see is that rhythm is not separate from my wholeness. Rhythm is an integral part of my wholeness. Creativity is an integral part of my wholeness. So when I listen with creativity, when I understand creativity, I'm learning that it's not a step-by-step process. It's not something that I apply to my life. It is birthed from my life. And my wholeness is part of that creativity. Creativity is a process of integration. Or better said, it's part of the process of integration. What I'm finding is that the more intimacy I build with my creativity, the more I understand myself. The more I know myself. Because I'm feeling myself in response to my gifts. I'm feeling myself in response to my creative expression. So I'm building intimacy with my wholeness as I allow my creativity to permeate my whole reality. So when I receive an inspiration, right, coming back to that, when I receive an inspiration and I have an idea seed about what I want to make or what I want to create or what I want to learn with, that becomes a teacher for me. And my process of creativity and what I'm seeing in others as well. So I think it might be a bigger, a bigger story, right? Our process of creativity shapes our evolution. We feel an inspiration. We feel a curiosity. We feel a draw towards something. We feel a revelation inside of us. We feel excited to transform. And we feel a desire to make, create, offer, share, express in so many different ways. And that expression, that excitement, that creativity, that spark of idea, all of that becomes a teacher. And we begin walking a shape-shifting path that will lead us in our own rhythm to a full expression of that creation. We need to shapeshift in order to fully integrate and embody and understand what it is we're creating. So we engage with creativity as a piece of us, as an aspect of us, and it shapes us. It teaches us, it learns us, it learns through us, it teaches through us. It becomes this amazing experience of our own knowing, of our own truth, of our own self-understanding. And we translate that 
And it's woven with all sorts of threads, right? It's woven with guidance that we're receiving. It's woven with the rhythm that it's taken us to get to that space. It's woven with all the things that inspired and activated this pathway in the first place. It's woven with all the curiosity and the inquiry and the questions that remain with this creation, It's woven with so many things. It's layered. It's a layered expression. And what I understand most importantly here is that it cannot be forced. It cannot be hacked. It cannot be scheduled or expected or extracted from or exploited. What happens when we impose upon our creative process, when we impose upon our personal rhythm, when we attempt to manipulate and control our rhythm, we distort the resonance. Because all of the pieces that are weaving together to create this specific expression that's moving through us, is they're all carrying threads of vibration. And when we move and learn and grow and create with those threads, when they move through us and then translate into our unique essence, our unique expression, they are carrying a distinct resonance. And that distinct resonance is meant to meet others in this reality and activate and open and and confirm and create more it's a ripple effect casting a resonance is one of the most beautiful ways we offer our gifts to the world so when we manipulate our creativity when we manipulate our personal rhythm when we suppress or extract or uh, control or attempt to control we're actually distorting the resonance, which means that when we share or as we share or as we give from that space, we are essentially interrupting the connections that were meant to be made with that creation. We are interrupting the alignment when we cast a resonance, when we create something, we are offering a gift to others. We are offering an activation, a remembrance. Um, We are offering some level of wholeness for others to tap in and tune into. That in turn often stimulates and activates wholeness in others. And it reaches those that it is meant to reach. It reaches those that feel the resonance. So when you distort your resonance, you're distorting who you are reaching. Not meaning that you are putting distortion in others, but meaning that your reach isn't landing in the spaces and the places that it is meant to land. This is what causes us to feel a sense of misunderstoodness, right? The feeling of being an imposter. That's, I really despise that like 
that um, idea, the imposter syndrome thing. It's just like such a silly thing to me, but I understand the meaning behind it. And I think part of how that happens is when we distort our frequency, when we distort our own resonance, because we have essentially imposed some sort of manipulation or control on our own rhythm, on our own creative process. We're not reaching those that actually resonate with our truth. We're not reaching those that actually resonate with our wholeness. We're not reaching those who can actually receive our distinct, unique translation of reality. We're instead casting a wider net in an attempt to reach more or different or whatever it is. We are attempting to control who is reached when we manipulate, when we focus on how quickly we can create something, how often we can create something, how successful our creation can be, we distort the resonance. And we may reach a fuck ton more people, but is that really the point? Or is the point of your creative process, the integrative journey that you're on, Is the point of your creative process the growth that you experience when you pursue a creative idea? Is the point of your creativity the evolutionary spiral that you move on when you deepen and embody your understanding of reality through your creative journey? Because I think it's those things more than it is to receive some sort of gold star from society about how quickly and how much you can make. That doesn't actually make sense to me because the truth of our rhythm, when we tap in and tune in and touch in to our actual rhythm, our pace, our capacity, it fluctuates in an unpredictable way. So again, we can learn our rhythm, we can learn the components, we can learn the phases, we can learn the signals to understand where we are in our rhythm, but we can't predict the pace. We cannot predict our capacity at any given stage. We can only sense our capacity in the moment. We can only understand the necessary pace in the moment. So it's challenging then to schedule out when you're going to be creative. It's challenging to make promises to people about when you're going to produce things through your creative channels because it doesn't actually make sense to your rhythm. Creating ritual with your rhythm, creating a landscape for your rhythm to flourish, meaning you notice your signals You have clarity about what you need when your spark is there. Say you're in a generative energy where the momentum is full and you can feel it. And the inspiration that you have been following the thread of has crystallized into your embodiment. You understand it on a level that that feels rich and ripe with generative creative force. And so you notice this 
and you know what it is you need. Maybe you need complete quiet. Maybe you need to be outside in nature. Maybe you need your notebook and your pen. Maybe you need a paintbrush and a canvas. Maybe you need a playlist so you can dance. Maybe you need a bunch of ingredients in your kitchen so you can create something. When you feel that generative energy, when you can feel it brewing and bubbling and it's ready, in that present moment, that's when you have the ability to nourish and to feed it, to honor that part of your rhythm. You can't force that to happen. You can potentially hack it, right? That's like a whole thing people do. They hack in, which means they have unauthorized entry into something, which means they're forcing their way into something. They're bypassing the natural rhythm and they're injecting an expectation and they're forcing that expectation. This is why I imagine it distorts the resonance because we're not allowing for the rhythm to be in its natural state. But we have a world that requires that to a degree if we buy into that story. We have a world that requires us to show up consistently. But I want to change that narrative out of being consistent and rather check in with your consistency, right? The texture of what you're creating, the texture of your offering, the layered complex energy that goes into your creation, not how quickly or how often you can do it. Is it important to be quote unquote consistent? Yes, but I would change that to devotion. I would change that to committed. I would change that to willing. Those words make more sense to me when it comes to consistency because I am devoted to my creative rhythm. I am devoted to my creative process. I am willing to work with the generative energy when it arrives. And it will arrive. It always does. I am committed to my creativity and I am understanding that all that's happening in my reality is part of the integrative process of my creativity. So I'm allowing every experience I have to feed and nourish my wholeness, therefore feed and nourish the creative process and all that's going to move through me. All that will move through me will be enriched with an authentic frequency, with my true resonance. So yes, your consistency matters, but not from a state of feeling like you have to force yourself to do things that your body is not ready to do, that your emotionality is not ready to do, that your perception is not ready to give from, that your resources don't support. Your pace and your capacity fluctuate and it matters to notice what it is you need in any given moment. That's your responsibility to yourself. That's your responsibility to your creativity, to your rhythm. To be in communication with yourself, to be in communion with your wholeness, to be listening with the signals that help you understand where you are in your journey in your dance of reciprocity are you in a generative state are you in a receptive state are you in an integrative state are you all three at once are you somewhere in between them all 
There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. There's no perfection here. Your rhythm is personal to you. Your rhythm will adapt and adjust on a daily basis. And your job is to learn that rhythm, is to listen with it, is to nurture it, to create ritual with it. Ritual isn't control. Ritual is tending to what's present, creating a landscape that nurtures what's occurring, that taps you in and tunes you in on a deeper level. We desire deeply for belonging. That is part of our blueprint to feel a sense of belonging. And we will sacrifice a lot to feel that sense of belonging. But what I am learning as I pursue wholeness on a deeper level and now in this moment as I'm exploring rhythm on a deeper level, rhythm as part of my wholeness, creativity as a part of my wholeness. I'm learning that belonging lives in our integrated state. Belonging lives in our true resonance. The more distortion that we are walking with, the more self-manipulation that we are inflicting upon ourselves, the more Um, masking and faking and pretending and pushing and expecting and extracting and exploiting that we do, the less belonging we have the ability to feel. Because we're always going to be in a mismatched place when we distort our resonance. When you distort your own resonance, you are naturally going to deviate from what is aligned for you. What feels welcoming and whole and nurturing and nourishing. None of this alleviates us from experiencing challenge and conflict. In fact, part of our rhythm is to move through challenges, is to move through conflict. When I have an inspired idea, when I experience something and I receive a spark, And I begin learning with something. I begin exploring something. For instance, rhythm. (laughs) When I opened this inquiry with rhythm, I went through, and I'm still moving through, various stages of my own personal transformation process, which has included conflict, which has included wounds revealing themselves on a new level, which has included experiencing emotions differently, which has included reshaping perspective. All of those things can be incredibly uncomfortable. Rhythm isn't some like gushy, cushy idea of like, oh, it's just like a lovely dance. Yeah, and it's messy. And it's also uncomfortable. And it's also what most of us tend to avoid. When we really embrace our rhythm, we are navigating transformation, which is a daily occurrence. We are in a toroidal field in constant motion, 
We are in a vibratory reality, whether you can see that with your eyes or not. The constant is motion. So when we tap into that, when we step into that, when we let go of manipulating that, let go of thinking we know every fucking thing and allow our presence with reality to inform us about what's actually occurring, what is needed, what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, what we believe. We have access then to move in integrity, to allow our true resonance to be expressed, to allow our creative process to be a reflection of our wholeness. So I've been learning with rhythm. I've been listening with rhythm. And I've been humbled deeply about what I don't know. I've been learning that as I mature as a human being, I know less and less about what's going to happen. Rather, all I can do is be present with what is happening and to learn with my own pace and my own capacity about what I need in any given moment, to release the judgment of myself when those moments last for what seems like too long, to embrace when the transition occurs and things shift rapidly, to follow the threads when I'm in a receptive state and I'm feeling so much move into and through my awareness, when I'm receiving reality, receiving inspiration, receiving feedback, growth, knowing, guidance, To allow when the integration is occurring, which is the crunchy, funky moment, until it isn't, until it feels embodied and suddenly that generative energy springs from my wholeness and I feel the openness, the generosity of my creativity wanting to pour through me, to translate through me. But it's my responsibility to learn that rhythm to understand that it cannot be replicated by somebody else. That I cannot chart this. You cannot chart integration. It happens organically. So if creativity is part of integration, if integration is part of creativity, then neither of those things can be charted. It's a walk in your own personal wilderness when you are creating when you are integrating, your rhythm is yours. You are responsible for learning the language of your embodiment. You are responsible for learning your rhythm, for tending to it. And we can look outside for inspirations. We can receive other people's translations and Allow those to permeate our perception in a way that shifts and shapes and opens gates inside of our heart so that we can move forward and transform and create more. 
that's all real. Engaging with others is part of the process and nobody can tell you how you are going to be creative. Nobody can tell you how you are going to integrate with what's occurring in your life. Nobody can tell you the pathway to your quote-unquote success if that is what you're pursuing with your creativity. Your greatest success is your wholeness. Your creativity will be a natural, beautiful byproduct of that. And that distinct, unique essence, that distinct resonance that you are casting with your whole creativity, with your wholeness expression, with the woven expression of your specific gifts, that will be all that you need to cultivate the community that you seek the belonging that you are longing for. That's what attracts in the, or better, magnetizes in the aligned people in your life for your next layer of learning, connecting, being. That's what aligns in, magnetizes in, attracts in opportunities for you to engage in new layers of reality, in new landscapes of being. Your creativity is this infinity. It's the imaginal realm translated into reality. It's a novel expression. Your expression is a novel expression. Your rhythm is specific to you. It is your music. It is your orchestra, and it fluctuates. You cannot manipulate it. You can attempt to, and you will, you will distort your experience, but your rhythm will continue to, to push its way through you. That's why a lot of people feel so much stagnancy and density and resistance and pain in their process of creation because they're not allowing their rhythm to lead them. And I'm not saying that pain and density and blah, 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 those things aren't only derived from our, uh, our distorted, manipulated rhythm. That's all just part of being human. But We don't have to impose extra bullshit on ourselves because somebody outside of us has decided that we should be scheduled creatures. Rhythm is consistent, but its consistency is distinct to each being. Pace and capacity fluctuate. Your cycles are yours. That's all I've got for today. I hope this inspired something or sparked something or shifted something in your perspective. I would love to hear how this has influenced your moment, how this has landed in your understanding And I would love to continue the conversation about rhythm. 
continue the conversation about creative rhythm, about the ways in which you notice your creativity. What are the cycles that you move through in your creativity? What is the rhythm of your integration? How does that look for you? What are some phases that you've noticed? I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to leave some comments on the Substack. It's a great place for me to engage with you directly. And I enjoy cultivating conversation with those that feel this resonance. It feeds me to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon.